We've talked about sequels no one has wanted. We've talked about remakes and reboots that will keep you up at night. So today we're finishing off our trilogy and talking about the sequel that isn't actually a sequel. First Century Cinema, it's the podcast about film and the film industry, which kind of exists right now in the world, but not really. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Delavecchia, and joining me this week, it's the OG herself, back from the dead, co-creator of the podcast, Ava Cravella. Hello. Hi, Ava. Welcome back. Thank you. It's been a little bit. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. MIA. MIA. Well, welcome back. Um, we are talking about prequels this week. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so usually we're known for hating on sequels that were unnecessary. And, and remakes and reboots. We're, and... we're known for just, like, being miserable about remakes and yeah. reboots. And to, like, our small, intimate fan base out there, <laughs> which we thank you all for once again thank listening you. this week. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be diving into prequels. So, um, this week we're going to be talking about prequels, as I said. Before we get into prequels, we love, we hate, and whether or not prequels are good and bad, we do have a small history on them. Okay, so a prequel is a movie that comes out after a film is released, but the events happen in the same universe, and the events take place before the original film or movie that was released before. So the first ever technical prequel of a film in a series that was released later, but the story actually takes place beforehand, was actually a movie that came out in 1948 called Another Part of the Forest. It was a prequel to a movie from 1941 called The Little Foxes. I've never heard of it. I just Me found this neither. out while researching. And this is the first movie prequel to ever mm-hmm. technically be released, but it's really been really popular in books and written stories, right? Like, The Hobbit came out mm-hmm. before this, and same with um, Narnia had a prequel. It was really commonplace, especially the for the... The Maze big... Runner had the prequel, The Well, that order. wasn't before the 40s, though. No, okay. I'm yeah, saying, but... like, that was... The it books. was commonplace. And mm-hmm. even to have, like, the... I forget what it's called. It's not the epilogue. The prologue is really common, and that's where the idea of a prequel came from, and that has literally existed for hundreds of years before the 1900s. But the first ever mainstream movie prequel in movies would be The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly from 1966. It's a prequel to A Fistful of Dollars and A Few Dollars More, and although it came after those two movies, took place before, it's widely recognized as the best of the three, especially in my opinion. (laughs) Um, now prequels would continue to happen, and they wouldn't get really popular though until 1999, which began the Starquel, the Starquels, the Star, the Starquels. That's what I'm gonna call the prequel trilogy, the Star Wars prequel trilogy, which is made up of the Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. And although prequels existed before that, like the movies we spoke about, it wasn't actually used in the movie industry until the 70s and 80s within kind of film festivals. But it wasn't commonplace until the Star Wars prequels. That was the first time Mm -hmm. that the general public had used it. And the first time a movie was marketed as a prequel was Butch and Sundance, The Early Days. And that, I think, was sometime in the 80s. But really, prequel is like a modern, very recent term that has been used and marketed and we all know kind of beaten to death. There's been so many prequels. Speaking of being beaten to death, Ava, do you know what movie actually currently has a prequel in pre-production? What? Don't say it. What is it? Grease. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw about that. Stupid. <laughs> I've never actually seen Grease. Oh, it's terrible. Don't watch okay. it. Such Anyways, a bad movie. So now you know more about prequels than you probably ever thought you would. Let's break or down the to. ones we love and the ones we hate and everything in between. So we'll start off with ones that I really, really hate. 
Okay. So, okay, wait. <laughs> For starters, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Do you know how hard it is to make Wolverine not cool? Do you know how hard it is to make Deadpool not cool? Do you know how cool, yeah, I was gonna say, do you know how hard it is to make Ryan Reynolds unlikable? To make Deadpool, like, terrible? How did they fuck up this movie so bad? It's, everything is wrong about it. Everything. I hate this movie. Did Brian Singer direct Origins? I don't know if he did. I don't know, but, but if he did, I will blame the entire thing on Brian Singer right now. And the issue isn't like, oh, at the time when it was received poorly, they're like, oh, well, it's hard to try and focus on Wolverine when we've developed other characters. But put it side by side with Logan, which is an amazing movie. You know what I mean? It's so it was directed by Gavin Hood. Gavin Hood, okay. Yeah, I don't know what his problem is, honestly. He yeah. He's won the Academy Award for Man. Best Foreign Language Film. Fuck you, Gavin Hood. Like, what? <laughs> I think it was also the writer's fault, honestly, and special effects in this movie are not very good. The no. makeup, terrible. That <laughs> huge CGI fight at the end between um, Wade Wilson and Wolverine with just, like, the laser eyes. Yeah, like, what the what the hell? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Big thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about another one that... This is just kind of proof that they really use prequels just to milk, you know, money out of whatever they can the minion movie the minion movie the minion movie let me tell you i think they were really cute sidekicks and despicable me they are and they're fun but they're fun in the first two the usage by like middle-aged moms on facebook and little kids obsession with it kind of like like killed them like killed mm-hmm. how fun they are minions give people ptsd it's like terrible i hate seeing them anywhere and what did they what did dreamworks decide to do Make a Minion standalone film. And you know what? That's getting a sequel next summer. Yeah, and you know what? It absolutely raked in the money. It did. Oh, it 100%. So it was nothing money. but just for money. Because, like, I've seen the Minion movie, and it is nowhere near as strong as Despicable Me 1 and 2. It's just because it's the little yellow people going, like, beep. <laughs> and so people love it. Like, what the hell? Okay. Do you want to talk about one that you hate? Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about my big... Uh, actually, I'm going to say my big hate. We're going to talk about one that I'm very confused as to why this needed to happen. Um, I want to talk about the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. So this is The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, and The Hobbit and the Battle of the Five Armies. I still don't know who the Five Armies are, and I've read <laughs> the book, okay? Um, I want to put that out there. But... I don't understand why they need to make these movies. So Peter Jackson made the first three Lord of the Rings movies, and they were great. Each one got progressively better. The last one, Return of the King, is an Academy Award, not just nominated, but award-winning film. Okay, mm-hmm. It's a fantastic film. It's so well done, all these movies. The cast is great. And then he decided he was going to go back, because Peter Jackson can only make Lord of the Rings movies for some reason. He decided he was going to go back, and he was going to make the prequels. And they... The book is smaller than every other one of the Lord of the Rings books. The book is only, like, 200 pages, maybe? I think less. Yeah. And he somehow stretched this out into three three three-hour-long movies. Yeah. The, I think it's the second or third one is like three and a half hours plus. Mm-hmm. And there's still a director's cut that's like almost four hours. Yeah, it's ridiculous how long these movies are, how much he added into this, and just how much he was trying to be like, remember this in Lord of the Rings? Well, here this is. He, there are literally characters that are not in The Hobbit that he took from Lord of the Rings and put into these movies. And then the best one of the three is The Desolation of Smog, which is the one that is, like, the most made-up stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the one that consists of the stuff that didn't happen it's at all that he just made up. Yeah. No, no, it's oh, not most he... original. It's the most unoriginal stuff for yeah. The Hobbit. Though that's the best movie of the three, and I don't get it. I'm so upset about it. I just, I don't understand why these movies had to be made. One, 
two-hour movie doing this book would have been fine with a few Easter eggs. I That's think, it. I think you're right. I think it was too forced. I, in, you know, I haven't seen all of the movies. I think I started the first Hobbit, and I was like, this is, no, this is too dragged oh, out. If it's you want to watch quick. two and a half hours of walking, and watch the first Hobbit. I think when you're saying, like, they forced too much in it for Lord of the Rings. Attack of the Clones. Okay. <laughs> the worst Star Wars movie out there is Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. It's a prequel. And this movie tries to put so much content in, but none of it is exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, when you finally get to some action in this movie, it's an hour in. And the, it's a fun scene. It's where Obi-Wan is on Kamino, and he's attacked by Jango Fett. It's only, it's an hour into this two and a half hour movie <laughs> is when things finally start getting excited. Yeah. And it's only like 20 minutes, but it's spaced out in five minute sections across like half an hour. So you have to like keep like watching and then wait and then watch a little and then yeah, and then yeah. it's back. And then when it's finally over, the movie just drags out until the end when it's a massive CGI mess for the final act. Yeah. This movie is not good. The acting is not <laughs> good. Oh my gosh. Hayden Christensen kills me in this so movie. Cringy. It's so cringy. It's so terrible. Um, Natalie Portman turned out to be such a great actress, and she's in this for some reason. Um, I have, I, really, I don't know if, was she like a fan and she was like roped in? I really don't know how Natalie Portman ended up in Star Wars, but I am curious. Um, Jeez. yeah, Ewan McGregor is maybe one of the only good things yeah. about this movie, honestly, like, the more and more I think Obi-Wan about it. Obi-Wan is one of my favorite parts of the prequels. But yeah, because Obi-Wan's one of the very few good things about the prequels. Yeah. So yeah, this movie is not very great. It is the worst Star Wars movie. It is boring. It is long. It is poor performances. And when things start start to get exciting, they die down very quickly. And it just leads to a big CGI disaster. Also, it's called Attack of the Clones. And the clones don't really attack. They more pull off a rescue. You know, the X-Men, the series that's going on right now that takes place like... So this is my the one that I love that I put down on my list. Days of Future Past. I even like First Class, too. First Class, Days of Future Past. First Class Past. is okay. It's okay, but Days of Future Past is amazing. It's a solid flick. It's so fun. Good. It's good time travel in a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame. It's hard to do time travel. It's really hard to mm-hmm. do time travel. It's well done, and it fixes a lot of the problems with all of these multiple timeline things of yes. the prequel movies and the sequel movies, uh, and the first X-Men movies that came out. But then they kind of just throw it all out the window when they do X-Men Apocalypse. So, whatever. Yeah, and I haven't even seen Dark Phoenix. I really was not that big of a fan of, like, the original X-Men series. Mm-hmm. It was okay, but, like, I can't even really think of it. And I know I've seen all of them multiple times. X1, X2, and, and X3. Ugh, yeah, last they're not stand. great, but, like... X-Men 1 past is good. It's amazing. These future past. Uh, Tops all of them. And even First Class, I'd put ahead of all of the original ones. Mm, maybe not I, X1, but I would put Days of Future Past I, at the top of them all. Yeah, so I think that's... They're really well done. And again, it's that prequel rule where... It's the same characters, but the way, like, how large the timeline is, is mm-hmm. they don't try and lead up to where you are, because Days of Future Past messes with the timeline. Mm-hmm. So it's not a story you heard them talk about mm-hmm. in the sequel or whatever, or in the, I mean, original series, but, yeah. That's a really good one. I think that's probably mm-hmm. the only other one I prefer, prequel to original mm-hmm. series. Um, I see you also have in your notes The Godfather Part 2, which is technically a sequel. It is, because it's like... Uh, it's, it's a sequel it prequel, back, sorry. back yeah. and forth, right? Like mm-hmm. half the movie is... Um... Yeah, technically a sequel and also a prequel. It's interesting. It's also a very interesting way to do it, you know? Like, even so, like, it was, like, probably... I'm pretty sure it's the first of its kind to do something I like that. I think so, too. But you haven't seen something like that also in, like, recent times. Like, Hollywood's doing all of these prequels. They're not doing, like, a prequel and a sequel in one. Yeah. You know? And I think it's done so well. This is something that makes me go absolutely, like, 
apeshit when I'm watching a movie, reading a book, a TV show, anything, is when there's a clear foil. You know what I mean? When there's the two Mm storylines that are opposing but have the same arcs. That's exactly what they do with, like, the future and the past, is it's Mm -hmm. two different characters going through similar journeys that are different, but Mm -hmm. they're making opposite decisions. It's a lot more common in, uh, like, literature and books you see things like that. Well, even, like, the best example that most people know, especially now, is in Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. I saw Avatar years ago when it was on air. It's like Zuko and Aang Mm -hmm. are foils, and that's, like, the perfect example that most people know of. Um, okay. I also have Fantastic Beasts on here. Okay, let's let's dive in. This is where the angry joke comes out. Uh, here we Do you go. want to go first okay. about these? Go ahead. I saw the first Fantastic Beasts film, and I really liked it. But in my head, it is not a Harry Potter film. If, it, if I thought of it like a Harry Potter film, it would feel wrong. Because it doesn't have that same, I'm going to use whimsical again, that same whimsical feel that Harry Potter has. It has an entirely different feel. It feels like it's another universe. Because the creatures are like... Not even, like, a secondary aspect of Harry Potter. It's, like, a tertiary aspect, right? But I liked it when I first saw it, the first movie. I, I, I liked it. I liked the characters. I liked the setting. I liked the plot. But when the second one came out, I was like, yeah, I don't need to see that. And I never did. I only saw the first one, and I had no comp- comp- uh, impulse <laughs> to watch the second one. Because the first one was okay. I enjoyed it. But it didn't, like like capture me the way harry potter did where i like needed to see what happened next you know what i mean it was a fun movie i had a fun time watching it never saw the second one i'm in my notes on my phone oh, God. because i'm uh, pretty sure no 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 i just want to hate letters to directors <laughs> if i go to my so I, I every year i do a best and worst list of of that year yeah. so I, I have i have i have them saved too so i have best and worst of 2018 and my number one on Worst of 2018 what? is Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Okay, well, I never saw the second one. Fantastic Beasts is based off of a small book that J.K. Rowling yeah. did that just showed, like, the different beasts, and it was by Newt Scamander. And it so, existed, like, in Harry Potter, like, yeah. the characters in Harry Potter. Right? Newt Scamander is actually technically visiting Dumbledore's office in mm. episode uh, episode three. In number three, <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah. as you see on the Marauder's Map. But... So when um, I saw this movie, it's it's fun. It's fine. It exists. It's a prequel. I think that the movie tried to do too much, and I don't think that uh, five Fantastic Beasts movies need to happen. I don't. Um, now, I think if you would have cut out the whole Ezra Miller story and the whole Grindelwald stuff, and you just made this its own contained yeah. story about the beasts and Newt Scamander's little journey here, and if this was just a one movie, one and go, this would have been a pretty good, solid prequel that would have been a lot of fun. But J.K. Rowling was like, hmm, how can I make more money out of this, and how can I milk Harry Potter? Because I tried to write adult fiction, and it failed epically. She's not that money-hungry. She gives away a lot of her money. She's also transphobic. Let's not get into J.K. Rowling. Okay? Anyways, but the thing, I think what they should have done is made it a one-off film, and it would have been so good, right? If they just Yeah, if it was just a one-off contained thing. I think with Harry Potter, it's such a rich world, and there's so Mm -hmm. many, like, little things they mention in the main series that... Mm -hmm have been because there's so many spin-off little books she wrote yeah if they did a bunch bunch of like one-offs uh prequels and sequels and spin-offs it'd be so freaking good if every few years we got another movie about a random character from the harry potter mm-hmm. series i would love that mm-hmm. and explain everything they did one about young dumbledore one about newt scamander yeah. instead of trying to put yeah. it into one series you don't we don't need a second harry mm-hmm. potter series we need like complementary material mm-hmm. but yeah but then J.K. Rowling decided that she needed to make five of these. Um, so, yeah, Fantastic Beasts 2 I went to see. So the first one I was okay on. I have problems mm-hmm. with it, but it's it's okay. The second one 
is so bad, I Ava. Never saw it. it is so bad. This movie, the plot is so terrible. Wait one second. I think I actually have right here. I want I'm going to read you my review of it. Oh. Word God. for word right now, okay? Scathing. It's gonna take two more hours, guys. Buckle up. Here it is. Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald is exactly what you expect, a cash grab. The plot is extremely weak, and for most of the movie, you want to scream, what is happening? There is some fan service and Easter eggs that are thankfully not shoved down your throat like the first one. Jude Law and Johnny Depp are great in their roles, but it's obvious that the next three movies will be about uh, their story and makes me wonder why they had to go with Fantastic Beasts, as the role of the Beast is small and we've introduced very few new beasts in this movie. But worst of all, the movie is just one big setup for a war, which would be fine if the first movie wasn't already a huge setup. Combining half of the first movie and half of this one and scrapping Fantastic Beasts as the title would probably have made a decent film and would have less of this of these nonsense prequels. Also, the Wizarding World Wizarding World lore is all over the place now, and that has caused a lot of confusion. I'm really hoping they get their act together, and the next one isn't just about destroying an object that they obtained at the end. The last thing we need is another Deathly Hollows Part One, <laughs> and that's really what it is. That's what it's set up to be. This yeah. charm that Newt Scamander gets in the end. It's set up to be that the next movie is going to be about destroying this charm, and then that leaves a two-part finale war. It's just so dragged out there's so much that doesn't make any sense whatsoever ezra miller is suddenly a dumbledore at the end which no sense is made there they're trying to remake the harry potter series without remaking Mm -hmm. it but they should just like i keep saying make their own original standalone thing if they wanted to make fantastic beasts they should have just scrapped this grindelwald story completely and just made the first one self-contained if they wanted to make Mm -hmm. this grindelwald dumbledore story take it a separate Take that part of the first one, take half of this second one, that because this one was so drawn out and so annoying, and just so many times where you're just looking at the screen, you're like, what? Why? Makes no sense. Put it all together, there you go, you've got your first one, and you can make a trilogy out of this shirt. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, make a trilogy. Fine, one of them will probably be really bad, but make a trilogy. This, it, the Fantastic Beast movies are so unnecessary, and I don't want to see the third one, but I love shitting on bad movies, so maybe <laughs> I'll see it. Yeah, you guys haven't noticed. And now... This is my favorite prequel, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Are you a fan of Indiana Jones? I have only seen each Indiana Jones movie once, and I was what? a fan of the first two. Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. And is Temple of Doom the second one? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, because then it Last Crusade and yeah. uh, Crystal Skull are the other two. They're not very great. They're but no, okay, yeah, the first two are first solid two films. The first two are amazing. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite films. It was my favorite as a kid. I love it so much. And Temple of Doom is really good. But the way that these movies work is, I didn't, like, realize it was a prequel because I was, like, eight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the way that they're done is it's kind of, they're separate stories. It's not, like, a direct lead-up. Indiana Jones doesn't have huge character arcs. Mm -hmm. It's about exploration, and and it's an action movie, really. So it's a prequel in a sense, but it's not a prequel how the other movies are, where they're trying to explain something about the universe or explain the world Mm -hmm. building or whatever. But it's my favorite sequel as its own movie. Like, it's my favorite movie out of all the sequels. Or prequel, sorry. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's that's my list. That's your list. Your very long list. Yep. That's my list. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if that brings everything to a close, Ava, I have one final question for you. Sure. Are prequels good? Are they a good idea? Do we need more prequels? Yes. When they're done right. I think it's a good idea for world building aspects. Like I was saying with the one shots with Harry Potter... I think if popular franchises did that... Okay, if you have a franchise that that you can uh, world build, yeah. But Uh, Greece doesn't need a fucking...
fucking prequel about the entire song of Summer Lovin'. That is summarized in a three-minute song at the beginning. I don't need an hour yeah. and a half movie on that. Prequel for that, not necessary. But a prequel for... I think prequels for franchises are the good move. It's a good move to do. But not if you're going to treat it as if it's a sequel. Where it's like a direct prior, you know, to the movie before. Because mm-hmm. if that movie can exist without a movie before it, you don't need a movie before it that's a direct lead-up. But if you want to do a separate movie that explains the world or explains something like that works and is enjoyable. But I don't think they're necessary because they're not planned. If it was necessary, it would exist in the first movie. Right? Okay, that's fair. But I enjoy them sometimes. I just want more original content. We all want more original content. That should be the name of this podcast. (laughs) Give us original content, please. Oh, God. Uh, All right. Thank you, guys, once again for listening to 21st Century Cinema. So going forward, as we know, we have revolving co-hosts between Ava and Noah. But in our next episode in two weeks, it's going to be a three-person Q&A, all three of us sitting down to answer your questions. We've already received a bunch, so go on our Instagram right now. Either DM us a question if our answer box is not open, or if it's open on our story, send us a question about movies, uh, film, TV shows, whatever you want to ask us. You know what? People are asking what's wrong with me on there. So really, they I think everything's asking. everything's fair game, and we and we're gonna and we're gonna talk about it too this time because <laughs> we've been dodging that question for two and a half years, well, or a year and a half, not two years yet. <laughs> um, but yeah. So go ahead, uh, follow us on Instagram at 21st Century Cinema. You can also follow us on Twitter at TFCC Podcast, and you can like us on Facebook. Um, 21st Century Cinema is the page name. You can also head on over to Instagram and give Ava a follow at Ava Cravello. Yep. And I'm over there too at the one and only JDV. Um, you can find us also in like on the podcast page. It's not hard. Yep. Um, we also have... Uh, Patreon, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yep, we sure Patreon do. has bonus episodes, extended episodes, all this extra content just for you guys, yeah. and it's only one dollar a month. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the original, the bonus content there is kind of better than the entire podcast, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> we we we, we we have trivia battles on yeah. there. Um, and guess what? It only cost a dollar to get yeah, that. Yeah, twelve dollars a year for um at for, for 12 to 24 extra episodes of 21st century mm-hmm. cinema and then plus extended content on top of that and there's even more perks if you're a really big fan of the show you want to support it more uh we'd really appreciate it and you can do that if you just want to do a one-time support of the show there's merch too there is merch you know guys winter's coming you may need a sweater um winter's coming that's pe- copyrighted you know yeah um <laughs> <laughs> fucking game of thrones um you know you might i'm trying to do an ad here Sorry, Ava. Okay. Um, do your ad, do your ad. Um, winter's coming you may need a sweater maybe you need a brand new pillow maybe you need a travel mug you can get all of that with the 21st century cinema original logo our new current updated logo a special film reel logo that is merch exclusive our name in a star wars logo um some special dc uh podcast art done by noah schaefer for the dc episodes two years ago which are still for some reason the most listened to episodes that still get listened to this day of our previous episodes people really love the dc arc for some reason and if you do love the dc arc i can also tease that in october we're going to talk about the snyder cut which is very exciting very exciting but i don't know anything about don't worry you're not on that episode (laughs) i know i'm not a dc fan we all know that we do um and also disney plus has some big news about mulan and other things going to theater soon so maybe we'll finally start seeing new movies and me and ava can finally start talking about 21st century cinema yes finally oh shit yeah let's uh, just keep having to scraping the bottom of the barrel for whatever we can find makes reboot sequels god mm-hmm. doing a podcast on an industry that just decided to close down because of a pandemic you know it, it's yeah. hard 
it's hard. It's hard. But things are finally starting to reopen. So hopefully now in the fall coming up, we will have a lot more new content to yeah, talk to hopefully. you guys about. And if not, we will keep finding these episodes for you guys. We will. And if you have an idea for these episodes, because they are hard to come up with sometimes, <laughs> please send them. If you want us to talk about anything, let us know. Please. Mm-hmm. A little desperate. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Just a little just bit. A little bit. Right. And also, I will plug that our other co-host, Noah Shepard, is also on Instagram and Twitter. Everything, as always, though, Ava, where can you find all these links I've just oh talked about? Oh my god, in the description below. In the description below. And what's the fun thing about the description below? It's hyperlinked. It's hyperlinked. I mean, it's so convenient, and it's, it's just really such convenient. an easy click. Like, if you're in your car right now, please pull over, okay? <laughs> Don't wait till your stop. You need to follow us right now. Pull the car pull over, over right follow now. us, and then get back on the route, okay? Um, if you're late to work, your boss will understand. Just show them this podcast, okay? Yeah, and I love it too. Thank yeah, you. they will. <laughs> Thank you once again, guys, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.